In this episode of Secrets to Scaling, Sean and I talk about the three biggest mistakes that we see in people's ad accounts and how you can fix them fast. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Do you feel frustrated trying to scale your business online? Do you wish that there was an easier way? Imagine if you had a proven roadmap to take your online marketing from costing you to making you money. That's why we've created the Profitable E-Commerce Blueprint. We walk you through the same process that we use to run marketing campaigns online at scale for our clients. This blueprint isn't for brand new businesses without market proof. It isn't for businesses without long-term goals. This is for businesses who want to scale up their paid advertising and need a roadmap to profitability. If you want to save yourself the time, the money, and the energy, and learn from people who have already done it, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash blueprint and sign up today. Now for today's episode. So today we're talking about some common mistakes that we see when we take over ad accounts. Would you say that there are some common traits that most people or most companies seem to be uh, guilty of? Totally, totally. We go into quite a few ad accounts um, to audit them, uh, to see how they're doing, whether they're working with an agency or whether they're just doing it on their own. And we see a ton of common mistakes that people are making. Sean, what do you think the first grave mistake that people are making is? Well, the first grave mistake... I think that I've noticed when we've taken over uh, an account is usually people just not trying enough things, not thinking outside the box. They're, they seem to be uh, putting all their eggs in one or two baskets when they should be they should be experimenting a little bit more. Totally. What like to expand on that a little bit? What I see sometimes is really bland copy. Um, one of the things that we'll oftentimes do when we go into an ad account is we'll look and see kind of what their copy that they're using is already, and we'll literally just spruce it up with some emojis. And you would not believe what that does. The power of emojis. Yeah. Uh, You know, some of you out there might be like, well, I mean, are emojis really on brand for me? Um, You know what? Do they make you money? Is is money on brand for you? (laughs) Uh, It's... It's a matter of finding what works with your brand, right? And I think that emojis can fit into any sort of brand. But when we test copy with emojis versus no emojis, there's not even there's not even a difference. And and it really does look bland. It doesn't give the same kind of personality. Isn't, isn't that funny? Like, you, you might think emojis are dumb. And maybe they are. You know what? You might be right. Maybe emojis are dumb. But at the same time, if your customer base... Uh, if, if emojis get their attention, that is the game on Facebook. It's totally. a game of attention, and yeah. you're just trying to get them to stop scrolling. And then maybe that that silly exploding um, smiley face emoji is all that it takes to get that person to say, you know what? Yeah, I do want to learn more. Click, and then suddenly they're on your website. Yeah, and then they're into your retargeting funnel, and you know you're telling them a little bit more. Uh, you know, about your brand, you're giving them some value right there. But until you get that click, you really can't um, really get them into your quote unquote funnel. Right? Jordan, what's your favorite emoji? <laughs> My favorite emoji? Uh, it's probably the uh, raffle, <laughs> rolling on the floor laughing. I feel like I use it for everything, every kind of situation. I don't know about in selling, if it's the greatest one. It's just the one I use the most. <laughs> it's it's what we use in Slack we don't even use words anymore. We just use that emoji. It's just emojis and gifts most of the time. <laughs> so some other big mistakes that we see in ad accounts. So first of all, just not trying enough things, right? Um, so that that was the first that kind of led us to the emoji conversation. Um, the second, let's talk about creative again, because I feel like creative uh, is something um, that people aren't trying enough creative. People just aren't 
creative enough with their creative. Yeah. I don't I don't want to sound judgmental. It's just like th- some of these brands that I see out there have so much to work with. And I'll look into their ad account and they're testing like three images. Well, and it's, it's funny. I think we're all guilty of this. When we're going to create uh, an ad campaign, um, we already have in our mind what we think is going to do the best. And the problem is if we commit only to those things, we're leaving a lot on the table. You, you got you to gotta try what you think will do the best, but you also have to give some other outliers a chance as well. Because, uh, you know, 50% of the time those outliers are going to do better than what you think would do the best. And sometimes you're wrong. And th- that's when you want to be wrong. Because that means that, that you discovered something that you would not have thought before. Totally. Let the data tell you that you're wrong, but test it, right? Just use a little bit of money at least to test those, um, you know, some of those images, as long as they are, of course, on brand, right? We don't want to, you know, put something crazy out there, some cat images if you're a, a dog store. Oh, that Unless was... it's funny. <laughs> Unless it's like, <laughs> cats drool, dogs yeah. rule. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean, what's another mistake that you see when we go and audit an account? Um, well... This one I don't think is as important as the creative. The creative is super important, as we've said before, but targeting. Yeah, totally. What I see is, and we'll probably end up doing an entire episode on this, but let's just get into this little tiny bit, and that's mismatched targeting, or sorry, overlapped targeting, right? So so what will happen is you'll be targeting your uh, bottom of the funnel, so the hottest people, so the people who have added to cart, who have purchased um, who have viewed your content, you're targeting them in one ad set, but then in another ad set, you're actually, you haven't excluded those people. We'll get right back to the episode, but first, do you feel frustrated trying to scale your business online? Do you wish that there was an easier way? Imagine if you had a proven roadmap to take your online marketing from costing you to making you money. That's why we've created the Profitable E-Commerce Blueprint. You can find out more at mindfulmarketing.co slash blueprint. Now, back to today's episode. So the problem is you're targeting them twice, and Facebook Ads Manager, or Facebook in general, hates audience overlap. I will say that again. They hate audience overlap. So if you can just exclude out people that you're targeting in different ad sets, you will do so much better with your targeting. And and we'll do an entire episode on this. It, it, it also keeps your ad sets um, more sterile, right? Like, you're, you're going to be having more pure engagement for each ad set if you know that they're not overlapping. Yes. So, so your, your numbers aren't going to be skewed. You're going to know exactly how your demographics and how your ad sets uh, and your audiences are actually performing when they're, when they're pure, when they're clean. They haven't, uh, they haven't been contaminated with one another. Yeah. So, Jordan, can you think of um, uh, a recent example or at least a, a good example of when we took over an ad account and where we saw some surprising things sort of like what we're talking about now. Yeah, totally. So uh, like we said before, we actually do a lot of ad account audits um, for people uh, because we often find that uh, people could be getting like generally 50% better results um, than what they're doing on their own. And so um, let's give an example of an e-commerce company that came to us recently. And uh, I think that their overall return on ad spend on the entire ad account was 0.88. So they're losing money. That's right. That's you're you're losing a lot. Yeah. So one uh, return on ad spend of one, you're getting one dollar for every dollar um, that you put in. You're getting one dollar back. So you're just kind of breaking even on your actual marketing. But when you factor in your product cost and and all of that sort of stuff, you're obviously not making money. Um, So they came to us with uh, that, um, that sort of return on ad spend. And looking through the account, 
The problem was everything that we had just talked about. Uh, and it generally is, right? The The problem was the copy was bland. The copy didn't actually call out the um, their target demographic, nor, nor do I think that they actually knew their target demographic or know their target demographic exactly. But it wasn't calling out that person um, because, and, and the reason that I know is, um, their cost per click was in the high $5. Now, we're in Canada, and the average cost per click should be more around a dollar. Um, the average CPM in Canada is probably more between the 6 and $10 mark. So we can actually get those those costs down quite a bit, but their average cost per click was $5. So obviously that ad is not resonating with the people that it's going in front of. So th- th- think about that. So if their average cost per click was five times what it should be, then then we can just sort of deduct that probably their average cost per acquisition was at least five times more than it should be as well. And that's not, that's exactly right. That's, that's not necessarily a sustainable business model. If that is what you're running. No, no, totally. Um, and then also, uh, the, the types of images that were, that were being, um, that, uh, that were being shown on ads manager just wasn't, it just wasn't working. I, I recall looking at this account and seeing that they were running dynamic creative and some of their copy, um, didn't really line up with some of the creative, but when you're running dynamic creative, you're not really in control of uh, of the mix of your of your ads, and it was creating some very awkward messaging. That's right. Uh, quick aside, I hate dynamic creative. I've said it before. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't like it. Uh, every Facebook rep that I've talked to doesn't like dynamic creative. Um, the whole idea with dynamic creative is that you're supposed to be putting the they put the right ad in front of the right person at the right time. It never really happens. I don't. I really don't believe it. Like you're giving you're giving Facebook this like massive amount of variables, and I just don't. I don't believe in dynamic creative. So, um, yeah. So that was the other thing is that that's what they were using. So how in the world do you know if you're using dynamic creative which ads are actually resonating with the customers? You have you have absolutely no idea. You have no clue. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so that was, um, one of the big things, um, that we saw. So, uh, really good example, um, of an ad account, um, that uh, I think could be doing a bunch better. So, um, if you guys think that you have an ad account and a product that, um, you know, could be doing better, uh, that's, uh, that's what we help with. And we love to look into people's ad accounts, um, and see where they could be doing better. So, so yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. So uh, that's all for today. Sean, it's been a pleasure. It has been a slice. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Secrets to Scaling Online. If you're loving what you're hearing, subscribe to our podcast and share this with a friend. No, seriously, share it with a friend. No, if you don't, I'm going to find you and I'm going to make you profitable. Got it? No, seriously, 